Hi there, it's Nika, the founder of Urban Remedy, and I hope you enjoy this episode with Juice Beauty founder, Karen Benke. Here at Urban Remedy, we love sharing exciting news with our listeners, and I'm proud to announce Urban Remedy has expanded into countless new locations in the South, East Coast, North Atlantic, and Canada. For a list of all of our locations, you can visit www.urbanremedy.com forward slash locations. Also, for all of our U.S.-based listeners, be sure to listen until the end of this episode for a special offer from both Juice Beauty and Urban Remedy. Enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. It's Nika, the founder of Urban Remedy, welcoming you to the You Are Love podcast, inspiring health through food, lifestyle, and making conscious choices. Today, I am very excited to be interviewing another amazing female founder who happens to be from the Bay Area, where... I started Urban Remedy, and it is Karen Benke. She is a beauty and wellness industry, serial entrepreneur, and trailblazer. Karen founded Juice Beauty in 2005, which is a pioneering beauty company known for offering luxurious, clinically validated skincare and plant-based makeup products formulated with high-intensity active organic ingredients. Before clean beauty was even a buzzword, Karen's farm-to-beauty philosophy is truly brought to life as a core ingredient for her brand. Juice Beauty are harvested at the Juice Beauty Organic Sustainable Farm located in the heart of Sonoma Valley Wine Country in Healdsburg, California. Juice Beauty was born out of a lifelong passion of environmentalism, wellness, and skincare coming together for Karen. Her lifelong commitment to wellness stemmed from overcoming her childhood struggle with a rare blood disorder, and her healthy beauty product obsession was enhanced with her pregnancies in her 40s, so she set out to find healthy skincare solutions that delivered visible results. Welcome, Karen. I'm really excited to be connecting with you today. Hello, Nika. It's so great to be connected with you, and because I love your products. So, <laughs> oh, thank you, and I love your products. And I can't believe we haven't met in person because I've heard about you for so many years, and we live in the same area, and we share a lot of the same philosophies. And so, I'm I'm really excited to be connecting with you. And I, I'd love to start. I just I've never heard your story. So, I mean, we talked about it a little bit in your intro, but I'd love to just hear from you, how you started, what inspired you to make this incredible brand? Uh, Well, thank you. Well, you know, I've been committed to health and wellness forever. And you mentioned a few of the things in the intro. And, you know, it started out from not being dealt a great health card when I was uh, young with a rare blood disorder, just trying to be healthy. But but then, um, you know, I I had a, a huge impact on my life was when uh, in my small town in Michigan was the site of probably the biggest uh, PBB spill in the history of the world. And all of the cattle and everything were um, dying. And we were all, you know, they were drawing um, blood on my university campus in Michigan. And everyone had PBB running through their bloodstream and, you know, just on and on. But, But take all that negative and take it to the positive. And I just, you know, became at any given time a vegan or a pescatarian, depending on what decade, um, and a triathlete and just really took control of health and wellness. And it's made such a beautiful life for me. And I built a career on it. So I started one of the first health and wellness companies in the country. Oh my gosh, in the early 80s. Can you believe it? In the in San Francisco oh, wow. Bay Area before wellness was even a thing. And, you know, helped pioneer that whole industry for corporate wellness. And that, and what was it? Uh, what we, was that? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We delivered corporate wellness services at the corporate work site. So um, annual medical fitness screenings and then 
monthly uh, yoga classes and fitness classes and nutrition classes, stress management, et cetera, et cetera. So whole corporate wellness programs for um, pretty, you know, pretty good sized corporations and then uh, help pioneer health, health rebates. So people would get a um, stipend on their paycheck if they belonged to the program and, and participated. So um, that was an amazing company and, and sold it to Pacific Care, which became United Healthcare, and then still committed uh, to health and wellness and fitness. Uh, went on the board of 24 Hour Fitness, where I met a friend of yours, Cindy Crawford, which we have in common. Um, yeah. And was on the board with her for quite a while. And But that whole time, I was slathering um, all sorts of things over my body and washing my hair with whatever and was really into skincare, not so much into makeup as much, but really into skincare and, and of course, shampoos and conditioners and body lotions, but had never read a beauty label. And I, despite my, you know, at that point, 20 years in health and wellness and working with a lot of the experts from Stanford and Berkeley and everything in this area. So I knew a lot about ingredients from nutrition. And um, then I met my husband a little bit late in my 30s. And so we had our babies in my 40s. And that, in uh, my early 40s, and that's what really spurred me on to really start reading um, beauty product labels and mm-hmm. just became obsessed with it and um, start, you know, became obsessed with the concept of starting my own beauty brand and filling with organic botanical juices as a base instead of water, which is very dilute, which a lot of the cleaner naturals, whatever. And then, or petroleum glycols that can be laced with dioxin and all sorts of things, which is conventional chemical brands. And uh, so became obsessed um, and wanted to start with organic botanical juices and that add powerful ingredients to that so that every organic drop would feed your skin. And that's, that's what I thought about pretty much all through having my babies in my early 40s and then bought the name. Uh, later and started it from scratch. And here we are 18 years later. Oh, that's so amazing. And I love that we both started with juice. It's so funny. That's right. <laughs> In oh, different ways. We We're juice partners here. <laughs> I know. I think it'd be really interesting for people listening to talk a little bit about how important it is you know, obviously not only what you eat, because a lot of people are focused on that, but really what you put on your skin, because some people really aren't aware of the impact of skincare and beauty products. Yeah. And the good news is, is the industry has moved very uh, quickly because, uh, because of consumers driving authenticity and transparency, which is awesome. Um, But your skin can absorb what you place on it. It's as simple as that. If you think about uh, if, if you think about cardiology, my husband's a cardiologist, you know, he used to prescribe patches and things, uh, pharmaceutical patches that you put on your skin because it absorbs. Um, but go, go on to beauty products. There are multiple studies from UCSF, from Duke University, from uh, uh, leading institutions that show not only beauty products absorb, but nail polish absorbs into the nail beds and all the toluene and formaldehyde and things like that. So um, there was an an amazing study at UC Berkeley, the Hermosa study that took uh, young uh, kids, preteen, I believe it was preteens, and they tested their their blood and urine. Sorry to talk about those things on air, but 
um, before and then with all the beauty products they were using, then they took them off everything and put them on natural and organic products, hopefully ours because we work with them. And just literally like two weeks later, the phthalate levels and all sorts of toxic chemicals drastically decreased. Um, so the beauty, those, those ingredients do absorb. The good news is there's, there's more brands emerging and course, Juice Beauty. Um, and we, we take it beyond clean to actually authentically organic ingredients and formulas. And we don't use, we've banned probably several thousand ingredients that are commonly used in beauty products because they could be potentially be harmful to um, one's health, um, animals, or the planet. So there, there is That's good amazing. news. You can still have your wonderful beauty products, um, but not be concerned about your health. Yeah, I love it. And it's always surprising to me that people still aren't aware of that and how so many of the ingredients in skincare products today, including shampoos, conditioners, lotions, face cream, you know, all of it um, can be hormone disruptors. I mean, there's, you know, pretty serious chemicals that can really um, affect all different systems in the body. So, um, I'm always surprised when I go into somebody's house and they're, you know, still using, you know, products that have all of these toxic chemicals and even things like perfumed candles and oh, things like that. There's, yes. there's so many environmental toxins that people just aren't aware of. Air fresheners, right. perfumes, um, and, and, you know, perfumes and uh, fragrances that are in a lot of skincare products. And it still blows my mind um, that people use that. So, I love bringing more awareness to that because it's something um, that I'm passionate about as well. It drives me crazy. It's, it's, and Nikki, you're abs- there's no reason for it. No, there's yeah. no reason. Nikki, you're absolutely right. The uh, synthetic fragrance is in everything. It's even in mascaras. Um, yeah. It's in it's in lipsticks. It's in everything you're ingesting. It. They are they are potent endocrine disruptors. And the little secret in skincare products or or beauty or makeup products and certainly perfume is that you can just list perfume or fragrance. You do not have to list the ingredients in that. And that can be 100, 150 ingredients in that one word. And wow. there's generally potent carcinogens as well as, um, it would just, it, it, or not generally, I should say, there could be um, everything from you know potential carcinogens to, to endocrine disruptors. And, and that's why we don't use any synthetic fragrance anywhere. So, um, but you know, we use in some of our products, light, 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 light essential oils. So the, the experience, um, Mm -hmm. can be uh, still beautiful. And, and our goal at Juice Beauty is always to meet or exceed, um, the best product out there, which is often a conventional chemical brand efficacy. So, um, we go for that dramatic wrinkle reduction, the dramatic brightening, the dramatic evening of skin tone and texture, the dramatic blemish clearing, but with better ingredients. And so that's what we've done. We've pioneered, you know, over the last two decades um, for every ingredient that, that we've, you know, don't, can't use, uh, we have found an ingredient that works as well or better. And that's our I goal. Love that. So, and it's I a lot that. of work. And that's, yeah. Oh no, I'm sure it's a lot of work. And the thing that I, I, one of the things I love about that is that, 
Um, it's kind of how I look at food and making food is that, you know, when you go back to nature and the simplicity of what is available, you know, everything works. You don't have to use like all of these chemicals. There's so many beautiful ingredients that are just ready for us to use that already have this amazing synergy uh, created by nature. And well, so, yeah, it's like urban yeah. remedy. I mean, you're not sacrificing taste or a, lux- a luxurious experience for um for eating or drinking. And it's the same with us with Juice Beauty. You're not sacrificing the wonderful, you know, cleansing or exfoliating or um, your serums or your moisturizers or your makeup um, because you're getting the same or better results. And the one thing that um, people probably, we probably also share not only with juice, but we probably also share glow. Um, I'm, I would suspect that, you know, when you're ingesting the wonderful ingredients that you have in your products that you, your it helps with your skin to glow and yeah. that if I can just bottle one word that partners or friends or our customers say when they start religiously using our beauty products, they say, my God, my God, my skin is glowing or my husband or wife or partner or whatever. They talk about my glow now. So we share that too, probably glowing yeah. inside and out. Well, it's true. I mean, it's like we just said, it's, you know, what you eat is obviously critically important. What you put on your skin, you know, all of the products, the household products that you use, it all, they're all pieces of the puzzle, you know, that when you make those changes or you're already doing it, it makes a huge difference that people really sometimes don't realize. So it, it, it really is important. Um, I really want to hear about your farm because I didn't know that you had that. And then I'd love to ask you some more questions about starting your business and, and your experience as a female founder. But tell me a little bit about your this farm. Okay. Well, um, you know, in 2000, well, let's see, in the, I don't know, 2018, whatever it was, uh, 17, 18, we were coming off a big... Um, partnership. Gwyneth Paltrow is one of our investors and we were coming off a big campaign with her. And so I, I was just, wait, tell us, tell us, can you, can you go back a little bit? How did that happen? That must've been really exciting. How did that fall into place? It was fun. We, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow is an investor and we've done partnerships with Kate Hudson and I've, I've known both of them for a while, um, through one of our investors and, and actually, uh, Sydney, uh, introduced me to Kate Hudson a long time ago, but, um, anyway, they, they, they both loved our brand and Gwyneth, uh, we help get into the beauty industry and we are shareholders in Goop and she's a shareholder in Juice Beauty, but we, uh, launched our makeup, uh, with Gwyneth and she helped design it. And, um, you know, I, I tell you some people, you know, some people love her, some people don't, but she has incredible taste. I mean, her taste is just incredible. And so she helped design our beauty products. She named them all like last looks blush and things like that, which are so fun. Yeah. And she named our liquid lip after she curated the colors. Uh, let's see, they're named, you can imagine Reese, Gwyneth, Blythe, Apple, uh, Kate, Cameron, Drew. I, I probably missed someone Gwyneth, you know, so we had a lot of fun with it, but coming off of that, I thought, well, I don't want people to think of Juice Beauty as a celebrity or, or Southern California mm-hmm. brand, even though we these celebrity partnerships are, are wonderful for beauty, of course. But we are a Northern California, antioxidant-rich, organic um, ingredients brand. And so I thought, you know, we are close to our organic farmers, but we need our own farm. And so I think my husband was ready to die. You know, he's like, what? You know, because... <laughs> 
he had just retired from cardiology and I said, we have to buy a farm. And so um, my husband and I bought a farm and we leased it back to Juice Beauty and we have a Juice Beauty farm. And um, my goal was, and we've achieved that now, it's about four or five years old, I guess. We became certified organic at the three-year mark, which is what it takes. And so it's a certified. Congratulations. Yes. That's yes. Incredible. And it's a, Especially in Sonoma. Oh, my God. There's a lot of so that. Yeah. hard. I tell you, the USDA uh, inspectors in California are so strict. But yeah. it's it's awesome. So we have a vineyard. We, we mainly grow grape and olive. And it's a center for inspiration, a center for innovation for our ingredients. It's a center for our social media friends, our celebrity friends, our center center for our business partners. They use the farm um, like you. Um, and uh, people do photo shoots up there. I mean, it's just, oh, wow. we want it to be a center for um, our, our, our friends, but also it's a science center. So we developed the highest antioxidant grape we think in the world for the skin. And oh, wow. we have a rare Sagrantino grape on the property, rare for the United States. It comes from Italy and it's Sagrantino. It's already very high in antioxidants, but we worked with a UC researcher that helped us um, the way we um, were harvesting, the way we were growing and the way we processed, et cetera, to develop an even higher antioxidant grape and we came out we we put it initially um and still is in our super our stem cellular super grape vinifera serum which is the most amazing antioxidant serum for your skin i carry it in my purse and i just pat it on all day and the reason oh organic ingredients are so important and antioxidants are so important is you, your skin gets attacked by free radicals all day long whether you're, you and I are sitting here aging for five minutes or whether it's um, UV light, computer screens, you're passing through pollution, cigarette smoke, whatever, um, it, it all attacks your skin and antioxidants counteract those attacks. Organic ingredients already have about a 30% higher antioxidant level than conventionally farmed, but then we are producing an even higher antioxidant ingredient, which will um, wow. soon go into our whole stem cellular collection. And so we tested it against two of the leading serums in, in Ulta Beauty, our, where we uh, sell our products nationwide, and we blew it out of the park. We're three times higher than than, a very, wow. than the very well-known <laughs> selling a big brand. Wait, tell me, what, what is this product called? I need to get it's it called so other people stem know It's called Stem Cellular Super Grape uh, uh, Youth Renew Serum. And it's, it's just a syrup. You know, and where do people, where do we buy? Like Ulta if somebody Beauty. wanted to go out right now, Ulta, okay. Yeah, we just any, go to Ulta. And can we, any Ulta can we Beauty, buy it online? Ulta.com or juicebeauty.com. Okay. Yeah. Cool. In, okay, in the stores, online, Ulta Beauty or juicebeauty.com or in any Ulta Beauty store. And so it's our stem cellular, super grape, uh, youth reduced serum. And I, it's, you know, we have morning serums like our vitamin 20% vitamin C serum that you should wear or our night serum, like our retinol overnight serum, which is amazing. Um, and this is, uh, the super grape serum is something, again, I, I would suggest it's glass, but you know, we often have a big purse and a little purse inside of it or something, but put it in your big purse <laughs> or your briefcase and just kind of pat it in when you're feeling a little dry. And I'm telling you, it'll work wonders. So it's a worse, Oh, back to the farm. Sorry. So it's, um, it's a completely organic, a farm, a 20 acre vineyard, 
we are uh, have worked so hard for the last several years on developing the Sagrantino grape. We're now going to turn our attention to olive, and um, and those will be the two main crops that we will be growing on the farm. We also have several other feature plants. We have a beautiful, sustainable farmhouse. Uh, solar powered pool. So Nika, you have to get up oh there. God, well, you're telling me, I know I want to, I was thinking, can I invite myself? Yeah. Uh, you were, actually, we invited you, but you were busy. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> you were in a well, meeting I... or something because you featured your products up there one time. It was stunning. Oh my God. It was stunning. Okay. Stunning. Oh, okay. I need to, I would love to go up We'll do there. something. We'll do something together up there. <laughs> yes, for sure. That's incredible. I love it. I mean, that's always been a dream of mine um, would be to actually grow because we use millions of pounds of produce a year to have to, you know, be able to grow our own produce. But um, anyways, we're, we're not there. We're trying to lower complexity, but it's so amazing that you have been able to do that. Um, how many years, okay. how, how, how old oh. is Urban Remedy? I started Urban Remedy, I, you know, I'm an acupuncturist and yeah. I started it when I had my practice. So it was around... 2009, but okay. I still had my acupuncture practice. But really, I built out my first store and my first kitchen in 2011, and that's when I kind of went full fledged. Yeah, um, that's you know, awesome. Into Urban Remedy. Yeah. When did you wait? What, what 2005. Year okay. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to. I I love. I've uh, interviewed a bunch of female founders in the past, and it's always so interesting, and people really appreciate hearing the stories because you know, there's not enough of us. And so I'd love to just hear about your experience as a female founder and your experience. I don't know if you, I'm assuming you guys have a board and, and maybe some of your challenges or wins or inspiration around being a female founder. You know, it's funny. I, I started being a female founder in the early 1980s with my wellness company and then fast forward to the 2000s with Juice Beauty. Um, so I probably, uh, it's gotten a lot better. <laughs> and you yeah. know, there's so many advantages to being a female founder because, you know, we can be press friendly and, uh, you know, it's kind of, I, there's so many advantages. I, I think a big advantage is female founders are so innovative, I feel, mm -hmm. and they use yeah. their life experiences to create products and things. And, and I'm sure you did also, but in, with me, it was my life experience coming to, you know, all the life experiences coming together with having my babies and starting to read beauty products labels more, um, and all my, you know, just my wellness and fitness background. But, um, you know, if you go way, 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 way back to the early eighties, when I started my wellness company, when I was actually had some pretty big clients and going in for my first uh, bank loan, when, this is again early 1980s. Think for some of your listeners, it was before they were born. But um, the banker, one banker asked me, you know, what? Or one the first banker asked for my husband to come in and sign the loan, and I wasn't married. Oh. I was not married. Of course, that's probably oh illegal God. now. And then the second banker asked me what would happen if I wanted to play tennis all day and give up this crazy business idea. Well, uh, <laughs> that I had. And so oh that God. was in the eighties. And now fast forward, it's wait. How did you respond when they <laughs> well, said that? What was your the response? first response was? Can your husband co co-sign the loan? I said, Do I have to rent a husband? I don't have one. You know, <laughs> I mean, oh I, I was like twenty five, and then the guy, the banker that asked me if, what would happen if I wanted to, got the urge to play tennis all day. I said, I don't play tennis. I'm a, I'm a triathlete. You know, I just, that's absurd. <laughs> that is such an absurd, oh my God. Uh, but they can't say that anymore. But, but fast forward, um, there's still the minority of 
still, it's, I believe, again, I'm not a business speaker or anything, but um, I believe it's still the minority of women-founded businesses that are being funded. I think the majority is still male-founded yeah. businesses. And um, being in the, working with private equity, and we are, we have a private equity backer. Most of the private equity companies are run by men, and most of the managing partners in private equity are male. So it, um, you know, it's still a very male-dominated um, industry. So it, it, and that can, not always, but it can make it more challenging for, for women. So um, yeah. So it, it's you know I think there's still a lot of challenges. It's 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 interesting, um, you know. And then there's the real challenges of balancing my first business uh, before I had kids, and then I was on you know I had built it and I had kids later, so I was on boards and things like that when I was when I was having my babies, and it was you know there's a lot of challenges with that juggling it all. And yeah. Partic- yeah, there's a lot of challenges, particularly if you're in an area where not a lot of women work and everything. So it's, uh, there's a lot of challenges with it. But you, one of my best pieces of advice is that, boy, if you are going to start your own business, you want to be an entrepreneur, you better have a supportive family <laughs> or a supportive yeah. partner that really is also into it. <laughs> because if you don't, you're in trouble. So... Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And what, you know, for me, I, I mean, right now I don't have any women on my board. I I have, and actually Cindy was the first woman to join my board. And when I, when I first started Urban Remedy, you know, like you were talking about, and I always think it's really interesting to hear these stories is that, you know, I took investment, my background is in acupuncture. So I have no background in finance and I would sit in these meetings and really have no idea what was going on. And it's so, it was so intimidating for me to be the only woman in the room, um, even as the founder and really not understand, you know, how it all works and, and the lingo, all these things. The are. Ling- yeah. The lingo. the lingo is so different. You know? Oh, I had no, I would look things up on my phone. Exactly. I, like, I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> and it was so cool when Cindy joined the board, um, you know, she's so confident and just wasn't scared to ask questions. And she really inspired me in the beginning, you know, just her presence and her strength as, you know, a woman in business. Yeah. And, um, and that was so, that was such an amazing yeah. blessing for me. I do have a woman on our, Amanda Elian, who is uh, um, a wonderful investor from New York. And I've, I've worked with her pretty steadily for, gosh, probably, uh, quite a while. So there's two, two women and two men. So we're, we're pretty evenly, evenly paired there. <laughs> have you guys raised a lot of money for Juice Beauty well, over the years? And well, you don't have to tell me how much I'm just curious. Yeah, no, it's fine. And just, again, with my, just way back in the early eighties, when I started my corporate wellness company, I bootstrapped it. You know, it was, that was a different mm-hmm. thing because I couldn't raise any money. I didn't, you know, have any connections or anything. Um, so fast forward to Juice Beauty in 2005, I put the first amount of money in. So I put up the first chunk and then I had investors come in behind me. So, and I always suggest that too, for people that are thinking about entrepreneuring is, you know, mm-hmm. you might have, you might have, you know, a thousand dollars or you might have a million dollars, whatever it is, put up some money yourself. Um, because that's always, that's going to, um, give investors confidence that you're, financially and emotionally invested. And so, so I put up the first chunk of money and then I had, I went to basically people I had done deals with or former investors in my wellness company. 
and um, uh, a couple of the guys that uh, from 24 Fitness, et cetera, that I'd worked with for a long time. And they were all, all my original investors because they're people I'd worked with. Then uh, probably, let's say, 2005, that funded us till 2014. And then I went to private equity to get a greater invest- investment. And, how, and what was your experience there? Um, you know, I think the the good part of uh, the private equity group that we are with is that we have all one class of stock. So there's no, we're, we're all aligned on um, goals. And this is probably not for your podcast. I don't know. But I think when when people have varying classes of stock and it puts people at odds, I think that can be really detrimental to relationships and we have all one class of stock. So we're all, we're all equal. Um, a share is a share. Now some, somebody might have. That is so great. And that is so rare. I mean, I don't even think I've ever heard of another company having that. And I guess it also probably just depends on, you know, how much money you raise and and well, I insisted on it because I, I, and I'll tell you why, because I parked myself in private equity for a while and that's where I worked with Cindy Crawford. And, um, I saw the damage that it can do to mm-hmm. pit entrepreneurs against their investors when they have one class of stock and the investors have a, a, a higher level of stock. It's called common mm-hmm. and preferred and all that. And so I, I just, I thought that your, your goals aren't aligned. So um, I do have a private equity company that also believes strongly in that to align goals. And so that's the most important thing. And so you can have disagreements and all sorts of things, but if your goals are aligned, hopefully at the end of the day, it all, it all works out. That's really good advice for people listening because like for me, for example, I just didn't have that luxury when I started and, you know, I needed, you know, when I first would raise my first amount of money, you know, it was a million dollars. And at that time I was like, oh my God. I'm never going to have to raise money again. <laughs> yes, right. This is like so incredible. Right. Like I just couldn't even believe it. And, um, you know, I was a single mom and I had just been get. I was just about to be divorced and all this stuff. Oh and my so, gosh. Um, you know, I didn't have that luxury, but that, that's such good advice because that's something that I, you know, I wish I understood how private equity worked and investments and, and all of that. And, you know, and we've raised a lot of money. So we've gone through lots of different series of funding and I've learned so much every time, but always my advice to people when they're first starting out, especially women is, you know, get an, if you don't know, like I didn't know, get an incredible attorney and somebody to really um, guide you because it's such, it's so important. And I've can't tell you how many female founders that I've spoken to who, you know, made bad deals and didn't understand just because they were so passionate about what they were doing and they ended up you know, with nothing at the end. No, that's, and it that's was right. Their and vision and that's it's right. So and I've, I've, I've done a lot of things right. I've also made a lot of mistakes. So, and I've, I've learned from it and a lot of mistakes with, with various documents and everything with, with that. So I, I didn't know enough and mm-hmm. I, I didn't get the right advice. And so it, I tell you, it really can, it can really screw things up. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> Oh my Do you goodness. have any stories of um, a mistake that you would care to share? But if not, no <laughs> that, that might be for another it's podcast. It's always interesting. Okay. All right. No, yeah. no worries. Um, 
Any other advice that you would give to any women out there that have something they're really passionate about and are interested in doing, but kind of don't know where to start or feeling, you know, overwhelmed or worried or well, certainly, you know, finding your passion and being for, for me and you also being mission driven is so, is so important. And I don't know how anybody starts a business that they're not passionate about or mission driven. Um, the funding is critical. I, you know, and attorneys, oh my God, are so important. But also having, um, also having, in not anybody you're paying, if 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 they can find someone that they know and trust that can give them business advice, that can be kind of a a, a mentor, an unpaid mentor, so they don't, you know. I think that is important, but, but then also looking at your own traits. I mean, examining, do you have the resilience and the ability to overcome obstacles? Cause that is the most important thing as you can imagine. Right, Nika? I mean, yes. it's like a brick gets, you know, I, someone said, what is it like being an entrepreneur to me once? And I said, well, it's the most exciting thing in the world. It's the most wonderful thing in the world. It's also like having a tree trunk thrown in front of your legs every single day that you have to completely climb up and get over, you know, so yeah, um, to overcome the obstacles every day. So, you know, uh, one has to really, you have to really look at yourself and say, am I the kind of person that has really strong resilience and the ability to overcome obstacles every single day? And then of course, having, you know, business savvy and a good business plan. And as I said a little while ago, boy, if you don't, you have to have a supportive family or a supportive partners, spouse, et cetera, because it will not work otherwise. Yeah. And what are, what are, I totally agree with you. And what are the, and, and that's really interesting because as women, we take on so many, I mean, you and I are moms yep. and, you know, so that role, I mean, for so many women is their primary role, which is like the most important job in yes. the world. So, you know, we, we have all these roles as, you know, mothers and wives and, you know, we have jobs and all of those things. Um, we're, you know, like you said, we're such amazing multitaskers yes. and, you know, on top of it, you know, starting a company takes so much time and energy, you know, and being a mom, I mean, for me, I had my son right when I started Urban Remedy oh, and I was my a new gosh. mom. And I had all this opportunity and I got this funding and then I, they wanted me to write a book right away. And all of this, when I was like still nursing this little kid and I look back on those times and I'm like, God, I do not know how I did that. Right. And then I think about the strength that we have as women and the ability um, that we have to be able to get things done. And, you know, it's, it's so incredible and having a partner I mean, I was just divorced, but you're right. Having somebody that really supports you or family and, or family member. and family yeah. is amazing. And some women don't have that. That's and some right. People just have the strength and the tenacity to do it on their own, which is so incredible. So I just want to share that, that women, like you can even do it all by yourself. And, you know, and it feels like, I also think, you know, when you do that, it shows you and it gives you this sense of um, strength you know, that you, that you have, that you can do anything and you really can. It's really just about belief in yourself. It, it does. And it's, it, it's believing in yourself and having a lot of energy, which comes from passion a lot. And, you know, I remember, I think the early days, or I, again, my kids, I think were five and seven when I started to speak, I got to do the math here, but um, cause they're 24 and 20, they're all uh, 24 and 26. So that'd be about right. I might be off a year, but, um, 
they were at, uh, in Marin here at Mark Day School. And, um, I, you know, I, in the early years, I would do the drop off and then I would pick up and then I'd be with them after school and then through dinner. And then, uh, and then I'd go back to my computer, you know, cause they'd go to bed early or do yeah. their homework or whatever. And I'd be on my computer hacking away at emails, everything I missed from three o'clock on until probably midnight. And then I'd get, yeah. you know, and I try to get up at six and work out and, you know, so, so, um, managing it all is, is a lot. And I did have, uh, I have a great husband, um, who it, it also had a very busy cardiology practice during that time. And literally at 10 o'clock every night, we'd look at our schedules and go, okay, who's doing what the next day? Aww, <laughs> so it was so insane. Nice. So I, I, um, I had a lot of help with my husband and then we had, you know, at that point, some, some help with driving later on and after school and some of those things, but it was, it's a lot, you know, it's, um, when sometimes I'll have people come to me and they'll say, well, I want to start my own uh, thing because I want to control my work and I want to have work-life balance. And I said, okay, you know, <laughs> um, that's where you just want to get a job. Yeah. Like don't start your own thing. If you want to have a life, that's yeah, for sure. Exactly. And I always say, that's probably not the right reason to start your business. Now you can control yeah. your schedule sometimes, but that just means you're going to have to cram it in at later times. So yeah, um, you really can't. And I think so many people, I've, I've found this over the years and I, I, my mom and my dad both had their own business. So I grew up, you know, watching them, you know, create what they created, but you know, it's so true. Like I think from the outside, so many people are like, oh, I'm going to, I could just start this and do it without really understanding, you know, the cost and the time and energy it takes to start a business. Right. And it is so exponential. I had no idea, you know, I was like, I'm going to start this business. And I mean, I already had my acupuncture business, which was a lot, but whatever you think it's going to be, it's probably like a hundred to a thousand That's times right. X that because when some, somebody doesn't show up or something goes you're wrong it. at the end of the day, you're responsible. You, you are it. And that's right. And also the cost, like people think, oh, I'm just going to do this, but don't think about like the insurance you have to pay and the healthcare and all the taxes. And That's right. I mean, it's always so much, it takes so much. And also, you know, creating a team around you of people that are really good at what they do, because it's very difficult to try to, and nobody's good at everything, right. you know? And that's always advice that I give. Like I try to surround myself with people that are much smarter than me in, you know, whatever aspect they're working in. And and that is also a really, really important Just great advice. piece of having it's, a business. It's great yeah. advice. And if it's not right with someone to make the decision early on. And that's yes. probably one of the mistakes I've made in the early years. We have an amazing, amazing team of people. Um, now, and we've had amazing people in the past, but you know, a few times over 18 years, someone might not be the right fit and, and to have the courage and, and everything to, to make a change sooner rather than later, which is always, I, I think very difficult. So, uh, yes, yeah. I so agree with that. <laughs> I mean, when you know, somebody's not a fit, I mean, and I think that's another thing that's, you know, an important skill to have as a leader um, and a, a founder is really because when I first started, I would feel I would identify that somebody wasn't a fit and I would feel so sad and right. guilty. And I'd like, oh my God, they have this and that. And then I would try to, you know, be, you know, talk them through it and, you know, over and over. And I've had, you know, so many experiences where I've 
loan people money that work for me or bailed people out of jail expecting, yeah. you know, people are going to pay me back yeah, or whatever. No. And I, you know, you learn the hard way right. and it's really so important to have boundaries and to, you know, I've always found if you keep somebody on that, you know, is not a fit, it's just going to end up biting you in the butt later. That's right. And it really is a skill to be able to identify that and then have the ability to communicate in a specific way and the boundaries to set that up. I mean, and that's such a critical part of a successful business. It is. And it's finding it's, the right people. I think it's also can be often a developed skill for entrepreneurs. I'm not sure many entrepreneurs are born with that skill, but, yes, but no, I think it's, yes. a develop, it's something one has to develop for sure. Yes. <laughs> no, it's so true. It is so true. Um, is there anything that we haven't touched on about uh, being a founder or, you know, things that, you feel like female founders need to like thrive and succeed that you want to share? Do you feel like you, uh, I think just, you know, the, the passion, the mission and, and um, you know, just really being realistic. I, I can't say enough about the, what that people have to have resilience and then, and thank you for touching on, on beauty that um, it always astounds me also, just like what you said and, and places like New York or San Francisco, Bay area, et cetera, where you go into people's homes and they are burning synthetic fragrance candles or they're using all these traditional beauty products or and I'm just and chemical sunscreens and I'm like for the love of god it's 2023 you know come on yeah so because in and so thank you for for educating because you don't have to use chemical sunscreens you can have the same results with with zinc and organic ingredients or better results. And yes. you don't have to use all the chemical exfoliators. You can, you know, our, our green apple peel is, is had a cult following for years and um, you know, the moisture, our rich moisturizers, et cetera. So thank you for spreading the word about juice beauty and, and oh, yeah. uh, you know, no, we're, it's so we're critical. Thankful. And I want to say one other thing that's so amazing about what you do and what you just said is that not only is it better for your body and your hormone balance and your toxic load, but also it's so important for the environment because every time you use something with fragrance or you put on that sunscreen and you go in the ocean, you're really affecting um the environment. And I, I actually just read a study where they were saying the amount of perfume that people use that's emitting into the ozone, into the, the atmosphere is very damaging to the ozone layer. And I never even thought about yeah. that, but that's how much is being excreted, you know, from all of these products. So by using products like juice beauty, you're not only helping to heal your body and keep your body healthy, but you're also really, um, helping the environment, which is so important. So it's just a win-win all, all around. Well, well, thank you. And, and yeah, one thing that uh, the last thing I'll say is that occasionally someone will say, Oh my God, I used juice beauty when I was pregnant. Um, but then I went back to all my conventional stuff. I'm ah! like, why you have kids yeah. now it's rubbing off on your children. It absorbs yeah. into your body. You got to care about yourself. And, but you're right. We, everything we do is to, of course, number one, have the highest efficacy for, for wrinkles and brightening and <laughs> evening skin tone and texture, et cetera but also protecting from the sun, but also um, to be healthful for your body and for animals, planets, and the planet, because, and that's yeah. what organic farming and organic ingredients do. We, you know, we don't need all those pesticides. We certainly don't need Roundup and glyphosate, et cetera, no. et cetera. So, yeah. oh my gosh, Nika, thank you so much. And fellow juice buddies, this is awesome. I know, <laughs> I know. We got to get together. Well, I'm going to invite myself up to your farm Yay. and we can 
drink some juice and eat some healthy food and slather our bodies with some great products and, and it will be perfect. And thank you so much for what you do and what you started. It's so amazing and really incredibly inspiring for other women and just the integrity, you know, of your product and what you've done is really, really incredible. So I just want to give you a lot of kudos for that. It's, it's very inspiring. So thank you. Thank you, Nika. And everyone from Juice Beauty, thanks you. Thank you for joining us at the You Are Love podcast. For more episodes just like this, please subscribe. This is Nika and I'm wishing you a beautiful day. I hope you enjoy this episode with Juice Beauty founder, Karen Benicky as much as I did. Now for your special offer. For all US-based customers, you can add the code URLOVE25, that's U-R-L-O-V-E-2-5, for $25 off the first order at urbanremedy.com. And you can also use the code urbanremedy, U-R-B-A-N-R-E-M-E-D-Y, that's one word, at juicebeauty.com for 20% off your purchase there. Tell your friends and family, and always remember, food is healing.